Welcome back, buddies, to another episode of Inside the Mindless. Uh, I did end up changing the name of the podcast. Uh, there was already a podcast called Chomping at the Bit, and that's fine. That's okay. Inside the Mindless, there is no other podcast called that. So, one of a fucking kind, first come, first serve, fight me for it. Uh... The first episode, I had to delete it. It was not that great. Uh, I forgot to talk into the mic. I was whispering. It just was not easy to listen to. Oh, yeah. And I said full names of people that definitely probably would not want to be. (laughs) Definitely probably. Fucking nonsense making it. Definitely would not want to be mentioned in this podcast. I mean, because they're probably already embarrassed enough that they were involved in my life. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, last episode, uh, episode two, will now become episode one, and this episode will be episode two. If you haven't checked out uh, the first episode, um, which was episode two, now first episode, it's called Breakups and Crazy Jobs. I don't know if Anchor, the platform I'm using to publish these pla- uh, podcasts, is hyping me up, but it said I had seven listens last night, and I'm not sure who it is, because I don't have any friends, and I didn't share this with anybody, so if you are listening, thank you. If this is just Anchor hyping me up, thank you, Anchor, because... Your boy needs the self-confidence. Your boy needs a little help. A little pick-me-up in the day. If fake listens is what I'm gonna fucking need to get that, then hey, hit my dopamine fucking button. Alright, last episode did end abruptly. Just randomly, I don't know, technical difficulty. I think like maybe 45 seconds to a minute was cut out. I'm not sure. But you just hear like, meow, 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 meow. And it's my kitty cat. And then all of a sudden the episode just ends. But uh, I think I was talking about... um, <clears throat> a crazy job at Freebirds. So, like, everybody was just fucked up. Like, literally fucked up. Like, boss would have us go by Franzia at 10 in the morning. We'd just all, like, have our cups full of beer. She would be drinking Franzia from a water cup because, hey, dude, it could be fucking fruit punch for all you know. What are you going to do? Smell my cup? Get out of my fucking life. Uh, we would drink beer from the kegs. We had two kegs, two kegerators. One was Dos Equis and the other one was Blue Moon. I drink Blue Moon because Dos Equis tastes like asshole. I don't know about you. If you like Dos Equis, that's your fucking thing, but it tastes like powdered beer. Basically, it tastes like it tastes like you took Topo Chico or, uh, oh, fuck, not a fucking Topo Chico. Uh, a less superior sparkling water like Perrier or something. Some of those bitch bubbles, they don't even burn your throat. You take a Perrier and you put like powdered beer in there. That's what Dos Equis tastes like. So I had Blue Moon. I drink Blue Moon like there was no tomorrow, dude. I would have my fucking 24 ounce fucking cup. My Those paper cups, those like wax coated paper cups that you get at like restaurants. Just have that thing full of beer. And I don't know if you know this, but you can keep soda in those indefinitely. And for some reason, it doesn't have a reaction. But if you keep beer in there for longer than, like, an hour, the bottom just starts to sog out, man. It gets all sogged out. It's fucking gross. It gets all, like, it just, like, dissolves away. Like, by the end of the day, your fucking cup is just, like, leaning on the table. About as drunk as all the employees there. (laughs) But 
Yeah, I can't tell you how many fucking, like, scars I have from burns I got from trying to clean the grill. Like, the grated gas-powered grill that we used. Like, just blasted drunk every single night. But yeah, everybody knew I was homeless. Um, it became a lot less awkward after that blue guy got fired. So I'm really glad, because he was kind of like... He was really upset that I didn't want to stay with him. I have a feeling it's because he assumed that I didn't want to stay with him because he was African-American, which is not the fucking case, man. I got a, I got a, I got a black niece. My sister had intercourse with a black guy. <laughs> I am not racist. I didn't want to stay with him because, you know, like, I didn't want to stay with anybody. Anybody could have offered me a place to stay, and I would have done the same thing, you know? So, like, it just felt so uncomfortable and scary to be around this dude who's clearly affiliated with, like, you know, gang gang shit, and he ended up getting fired for doing some gang gang shit on the fucking job. I don't want to get into it because, hey, dude, I don't fucking know this dude. He can find me. He will do his due diligence and do his fucking homework. He will do his due diligence. But uh, once he got fired, everything kind of became cool, you know? Like, there was a bunch of cool people there working. Most of the people who came and went were pretty cool. We fucking smoking dabs every day. This one dude, David, was just like tripping acid all the time. And yeah, man, it was it was really nice. Until one day we got a new boss. Uh, the GM that worked there when I got hired was basically on his way out. He was on his last leg. And that's why it was so cool. He didn't give a fuck. He was just like, dude, I'm fixing to quit and I'm never going to work here again. So, like, what do I give a fuck if y'all get drunk on the job? Like, it's not going to affect me this time next year. So, have the fuck at it, you know? So, when he finally left, we had this man named Chris come in. Huge dude. And I mean huge, tall, huge, wide. You know, he was huge all around. He came in, and he came from, like, Michelin restaurant status. So, like, he was strictly business. You know, there was no fun habit. I think he took both kegs to to ACL Festival whenever we had a stand there. He took them there, emptied them out. He, he sold all the beer, and he never brought kegs back again. And it's like, oh, boo-hoo, boys employees don't get to drink beer. But listen, that was a staple of our fucking day. And that was a staple of my day. I became an alcoholic there, man. I was homeless. I had nothing to look forward to. But uh, he ended up finding out I was homeless. And <clears throat> he was really cool about it. He let me work as many hours as I wanted to. Um, Like, literally, from the moment I woke up, like... As soon as somebody got there to unlock the doors, I can go clock in and I could work until we closed. It was pretty sweet. You know, like, uh, I got paid really well there. Like, it was like nine bucks an hour, but they had like this cool tip share situation where like the more hours you worked, 
and the more tips you would get, and they would get a lot of tips every like there's enough to go around because you know they had caterings and events and festivals. Like it was in Austin, so there's plenty of fucking festivals to go around, and Freebirds was there all the time. So like every check I would get in like an extra $150 a week. That's like $300 every fuck two weeks. Every check I got an extra $300. My, and I, I thought it was a mistake. <clears throat> I thought it was like a a flubber on their part. And I, I, I went to my boss. I was like, oh, I don't want to spend this, man. I think this is a mistake. It's like $921 in here. She was like, well, you worked 55 hours, right? And I was just like, yeah, but the, but the math doesn't seem to add up. And she was just like, well, she pulled up my pay stub and she read everything to me with the tip share and all that crap. And I was like, well, damn, I'm going to enjoy working here, man. I don't got rent. I don't got a car. I don't got car payments. I don't got a girlfriend. I got shit. I'm going to spend this money. And I started doing psychedelics like I was Jim fucking Morrison, man. I started taking ecstasy, molly, LSD, Every research camp you can think of, man, I was blasted most of the time, you know. And I mean, best time to do it when you were working at that Freebirds, until Mr. Chris came in and took over. And all of a sudden, there was no alcohol. Uh, nobody was coming in, you know, freaking tripping balls. <laughs> it's like, oh, boohoo! Freebirds employees can't trip balls, but. <laughs> But, like, uh, there was two places I would sleep. I mean, because, like I said, if you did listen to the first episode, you know if... Oh, God. It's talking to the mic, Robert, man. You're not fucking talking to yourself. Jesus Christ. Uh, the first episode, if you missed it, if uh, go check it out. If you did listen, and then, you know, <clears throat> I had decided to be homeless because I was living with a crazy Jamaican one-eyed man and uh he was stealing my things and i think he was going to psycho murder kill me in my sleep but uh that's just me that was my thought process and i wasn't gonna risk it skinny 19 year old that's who i was and uh, yeah totally rapeable dude totally rapeable like i'm not a rapist personally like i don't look at people and like judge whether or not they're rapeable but, like, if I was a rapist, I feel like I can only speak for myself because I'm not a rapist. Uh, but if I was a rapist and I were to see 19-year-old me, I'd be like, hmm, done deal. I'm going to rape him. I was skinny. I was handsome. I was kind. I was pretty. I was a pretty boy, you know? I did my hair nice. I was kind of a fashionista. Dressed nice. I went Goodwill shopping a lot. Um... Speaking of fucking confidence, man, I had a fucking mental breakdown the other day. Fucking, I had a pair of clippers in one hand and and manic depression in the other hand. And I went to the bathroom and I was just like, Oh, if my ex-girlfriend doesn't want me, then nobody's gonna want me. And I just started just cutting my hair, cutting my hair. My plan was to give myself a mullet. But, like, a nasty mullet. Like, fucking... I wasn't trying to be even or nothing. I was just gonna give me a gross fucking mullet. Like, ah, you're never gonna want me. Oh, nobody will. I don't even want me. Just cutting my... And I kept going, man. I lost the prospects of a mullet. Kept going. 
I uh, cut my bangs, kept going. Cut the sides of my hair down, kept going. I kept cutting my hair until I was no longer sad about my life. I was just sad about my decision to cut my hair. <laughs> and I sat in the shower and I said, I said to myself, what did you do? But hey, I'm all right. You wanna know why? Nobody gives a fuck. Not one fucking person. Uh, so, uh, where the fuck was I? Where was I? Fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so, when I decided to leave this this living situation with the one-eyed Jamaican man, uh, who, who was most likely gonna kill me in my thought process, um... It was beautiful outside. It was like, the universe was just like, oh, yes. Beautiful, sunny summer days. Not a cloud in the sky. Mmm. Oh, this brown-ass kid is deciding to be homeless? Well, we gotta stop all this. Yeah, we gotta stop all that. And it, it, it was instantly... Like, 18 degrees, zero degree wind chill. Like, within a, within a week of me deciding to be homeless, it went from gorgeous outside, totally doable. I totally believed in my ability to survive living outside in the weather that was present when I decided to live outside. And within a week, it was just like, fuck you, Robert, 18 degrees, zero degree wind chill. What can you do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I felt like every single day for like a month and a half after I decided to be homeless, every single day the universe was like, well, what is he going to do this time? Will he jump in front of a train? Is he even going to wake up? <laughs> for real. Like the first couple nights, I didn't know where to sleep. I didn't, I didn't really know where to go. And I didn't want to sleep outside of my job because I didn't want people to know I was homeless. So uh, the the first night I remember, I was just like, oh, they're they're building a, like a hotel or something up the street. Like it was right in front of Top Golf, like uh, by the domain. Don't know if you're familiar with Austin. If not, talking gibberish. I might as well just be saying the Zavorkian is down by the Glaglarian because you don't know where this fucking shit is. But anyways, it was this skeleton of a building they haven't even put drywall like i think like the concrete for the outside of the building was up and inside there was just like the skeleton like the the rafters and shit like that and i was like well that's where i'm gonna go i don't know how fucking warm it's gonna be well let me tell you a fucking building that's made of concrete with no insulation and nothing inside is not that warm it's not warm at all it's practically a fucking refrigerator and so first night they're like oh end of the night you get to take home food just whatever's left on the line like all the the hot stuff you can take home when i didn't eat meat at the time uh i was the worst vegetarian ever i literally just ate cheese beans and fucking chips like all day long that's just all i ate i didn't do it for the health reason i did it for like the most superficial fucking reasons honestly and like i i most likely did it to impress somebody and it probably didn't impress them at all and it just gave me uh, a lot of diarrhea and the constipation. Yeah, contradicting things, but I was always fucking flipping the coin. It's like, what's today? Am I going to be stopped up or am I going to be in Niagara Falls? Don't know. Uh, well, anyways, 
<clears throat> I took home a, I mean, took home. I mean, I took to this skeleton of a building a bowl of just rice and beans. I'm telling you, it was maybe uh, less than a five minute walk away from Freebirds. I could see Freebirds from the skeleton. Uh, I'm calling this building the skeleton because it was the skeleton of a fucking building. I mean, from this building, from this construction site. I could still see my fucking job. So it wasn't that far away. But by the time I got there, these rice and beans were cold, dude. It was freezing outside. And uh, I had a lot of clothes, like enough clothes to put on and like insulate myself. But like, all I remember was three o'clock in the morning. I opened my eyes and my face burned. And I looked at my shoulders and there was ice all over me and my toes were numb just like they felt like they didn't even exist and i was like oh my god like what the fuck man it's like i never felt that cold in my life and i just started walking like i was like if i stay here i'm gonna die like for sure like there's no way i'm not gonna die like in my head then i I don't know i don't know what the human body can handle but that night i was just like i can't stay here like i'm like my toes are frozen like if i'm out here for i looked at the the time on my phone it was like three o'clock i'm like dude i have like three and a half almost four hours until the sun is up like i don't think my toes are gonna make it they already feel like not my fucking ring toe on my left i don't know if that's what you call it ring toe I associate them with fingers, so like ring finger, ring toe, just do the fucking math. Anyways, my ring toe on my left foot goes numb sometimes. It just feels like it's not there. And I feel like a piece of like my sock or like a thread is like tied around it and it's like fucking cutting off circulation. That's what it feels like. Just fucking nerve damage like a motherfucker. And my big, my thumb toe, <laughs> well I guess you can call it a big toe, everyone knows what a big toe is, but the thumb toe on my left foot I ran over with a pallet jack when I worked at fucking uh, Walmart as an unloader before all this uh, situation. Uh, I was pulling like this water fucking pallet and the water pallets with like water bottles, like 5,000 pounds, went right over my left foot. My coworker ran, pushed it off me. He was like, dude, they're gonna drug test you. And I was like, the fuck they are. I'm gonna limp through this bitch like a fucking man. Never told anybody and to this day, my big thumb toe on my left foot goes numb as well. I had a bad ingrown toenail on that toe toe too, man. It was like fucking infected and pussy and gross. Something's telling me I'm getting signs for my left foot. I'm gonna be like fucking, uh, my left foot always will be deader than the right one. Always, dude. Like my left foot is fucked. I got all this kind of fungus and shit. My right foot looks okay. Like, I mean, I got some pretty raunchy feet though, but I've been through some shit, dude. I lived outside for like two years. You find me one fucking person who lived outside and has a pretty toesies, and I'll give you like, uh, I'll give you like 10 bucks. I don't know. I'm not gonna, not gonna fucking offer up the big bills. You know, you might find that pretty toad fucking homeless guy. But anyways, where was I? Oh yeah, so I left that fucking motherfucking skeleton of a fucking place. And I was like, I gotta go, man. I grabbed all my stuff. And I'm telling you, I had like seven shirts on, two sweaters, and this big old coat. And I was still freezing, man. I'd never experienced cold like that. And just like, it's like we experience cold, but just the knowledge that you do have a place for relief. 
it makes it not that bad. Like you can be in like you know five degree weather, but you know that you have a home somewhere near, and you are going to get relief. You know, psychological warmth begins to settle your mind and soul. I didn't have that. I didn't know where I was gonna go. I didn't know where I can cool like warm up. So like every step I took, I was just like, "What am I gonna do, dude? I'm scared." And like. I was like, oh, 7-Eleven's right up here. So I started walking north, no, wait, south, down Burnett Road, uh, or Ziggle Zabble Road, if you're not from Austin or San Antonio or anywhere near Texas, you don't know what I'm talking about, so a level label down Burnett Road. Anyways, and, and, and you know, it's about maybe half a mile uh, to the 7-Eleven, I get there, I get inside, I go to the restroom, I take a piss, I fucking run my hand under fucking some warm water, probably not the best thing to do for your nerves, I don't know, I don't, I'm not a teacher, I didn't graduate high school, I don't claim to be smart, but it was the first thing I thought of doing, and so, finished that, I didn't want to be a bathroom hog, <laughs> cause I'm a gentleman and a scholar, and so I left the bathroom, and I just kinda like, you know, went into the what do you call it the sales floor of 7-Eleven and I was just you know patiently waiting for the sun to come up and uh, yeah it wasn't long and the the guy asked me he was like are you waiting for a ride or something and I was like oh no dude it's just really cold out there like I can't be out there like I'm gonna die and he goes oh dude you can't hang out in here bro and I was like it's 18 degrees outside. Zero degree wind chill. And he goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. It's the rules. Like, I can't I can't let you hang out in here. And I'm like, what if I said I was waiting for a ride? He goes, well, you already told me you're not. So I have to ask you to leave. And I'm like, all right. Well, you're invited to the funeral. My parents like chilies. You should bring them some when I die. And I looked over to my left from the 7-Eleven. McDonald's lobby closed, so out of the question. And I really started to... I thought radar. I was like, what is near me? And I had a flip phone at the time, like... Like a, like a, like a $15, like, pay-as-you-go phone flip phone so I didn't have maps or anything like that so I couldn't really like look to see if there was anywhere around so I was like well I know where St. David's Hospital is it is three miles north <laughs> and I was like a hospital that's perfect They'll, they gotta let me stay in there or else I'll be there dead you know what I mean it's either you let me stay in here or you're gonna have to work on me you're gonna have to work on reviving me. So <clears throat> I began my track. I fucking Oh my god, man. It was so fucking 
cold and burnett road is a long straight road so like it was just like a wind tunnel and it was hitting my face and like i i felt my eyelashes start to freeze over and uh, it was because i was crying i was bawling like a baby because i was like well if i don't make it to saint david's hospital i'm gonna die at 19 years old on burnett road in front of top golf and the skeleton of a building oh yeah and then fucking everybody i work with is gonna be like oh dude did you hear what happened to robert what he froze to death crying like a bitch on Burnett Road. It's embarrassing, man. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. It was scary. It was a really scary thing. And fucking powered through it, dude. It took me about like 35, 45 minutes to get to St. David's Hospital. When I got there, it's like maybe 4.30, almost 5 o'clock. Uh, and I go into the waiting room and... As the gentleman and scholar that I am, I walked up to the counter and I just waited for the receptionist to be like, yes, can I help you? And I was like, it is extremely cold outside and I just need a place to warm up. And he looked me up and down and goes, okay, you have a few minutes. A few minutes, man. It's like five, five, 5.30 in the morning few minutes it's freezing sun didn't come up to 6 45 or 7 i didn't argue i was sleepy i was really tired and i was really cold and i just wanted to shut my eyes so i was like okay thank you so much gentlemen and scholar and i went and sat down in the freaking waiting room and i sat down and i tried my best to get comfortable and it took a long time i mean because my freaking fingertips and my toes were still so cold like it took a bit for them to warm up and then i could finally like allow myself to get comfortable enough to you know kind of doze off and as soon as that happened i felt a boom boom kick on my foot dude and the security guard was kicking my foot to wake me up telling me i had to go and i looked at him and i was like i looked at him and directly behind him on the wall was a tv with the news and it said austin texas 18 degrees zero degree wind chill and that's why i keep saying though that temperature because that's the memory i had of how cold it was that night and how little people gave a fuck and i just like pointed at the tv to him. i was like sir it's 18 degrees outside like I- i'm freezing and he goes okay well there's like two cops outside do you want me to ask them to get you to go and i was just like huh wow I'm 19 years old these grown-ass men don't give a fuck that a 19 year old kid might die I mean, I might be dramatic. There's probably, like, people in Chicago who's like, dude, it was negative 32 degrees, and I walked outside for 18 hours to get to work the next day. I'm just <laughs> and, like, I might be a fucking pussy, but it was fucking freezing, okay? So, anyways, I was scheduled to work that day at 1.30. <clears throat> like I said, uh, they would allow me to start working anytime I showed up. So I was just like, well, I like to be close to my fucking work, which is 35, 45 minutes away now, uh, but can't stay at St. David's. 
fuck St. David's. And I have plenty of stories about going there as a patient, too. And I, I cut the tip of my fucking thumb off when I was working at Firehouse Subs. And I went there, and I sat in their fucking waiting room bleeding on the ground. The dude in front of me in the waiting room was standing in line, holding his arm, bleeding profusely. And they had him fill out paperwork. I'm like, dude, what is this fucking St. Illness Hospital? Anyways, I sat down, nurse finally came, she looked at my thumb, and she fucking was like, oh, we can reattach that little tip, because it was hanging on by a thread. She was like, oh yeah, we can reattach that. No! They left me there for three hours! By the time they came back, they took the fucking bandage that they put on it, and the tip of my thumb just came right off with it. Fuck St. David's. Back in time. Time traveling. ADHD time traveling. Yes! Anyways. So I left St. David's and just started walking. And I was like, well, the only other fucking place I know that is open 24 hours is Walmart. And that is... Like two, maybe three miles away? Like definitely an hour walk. It was an hour walk from there. So it's already 5.30... Uh, so I wasn't going to get there till 6.30. And this is the first night I slept in Walmart. I don't know if I, I don't know if I mentioned that in the last fucking, uh, in the last episode. But, uh, yeah, so Walmart, it took a long time getting there. I powered through it. Uh, Walmart has a crazy rule. And I learned this, and this is why I chose Walmart to be my fucking safe haven. Was, um, you can stay there as long as you want. As long as you're not stealing or sleeping. If they don't catch you sleeping, you can stay there as long as you want. And so I would just post up on, on the fucking wheelchairs in the front of the store next to the soda, soda, soda machines. And I would sit there and read books, draw, write. And, and like I would sleep school style, you know, like because the, 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 what the fuck am I, porky fucking pig? That's all, folks. Uh, fucking the, the baskets that are on the front of the wheelchairs, I would just put my bags and shit inside there, and I would just put my head down. Oh, no, I wouldn't put my head down. I would put my elbows down on my stuff and, like, kind of, like, prop my head up on my, on the palms of my hands. Dude, I would do that every night, and, like, you know, my head's up. Who, who's to say I'm not just resting my eyes before I go shopping? They can't kick you out, bro. As long as my head wasn't down. And one of the security guards even told me that. He was like, hey, dude, just don't put your head down. You can do what you're doing. Because he knew it was up, man. I was clearly a fucking homeless kid. Anyways, so, like, I would do that so much, I would get bruises on my cheeks from my fucking palms. Well, anyways, so I went there, and uh, I slept fucking school-style, fucking hands propped up on my palms. And then, uh, you know, I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to work from fucking... Uh, open to close because I'm fucking exhausted, you know? Like, I've been walking for the past four and a half hours from 3.30 to, like, whenever I got to Walmart and freezing and just, just just so cold and just torn apart emotionally, spiritually, physically. It was just rough. God, reliving this right now, like, ah... When I tell the stories now, it's like, oh, you don't seem to be very affected by it. But then, like, I was just, I was in a crazy spot in my head. And I'm so proud that I got through those days. But, um, I ended up, 
working at this job for a while doing this the the weather it did end up clearing up i don't know if you've ever been to texas lived in texas but winter waits until uh, the end of january february and i wasn't aware of that i didn't really make uh, connect those dots even though i've lived in texas my entire life and i decided to go into homelessness at the end of january and that's what i was met with fucking texas's cold rush anyways uh so the weather ended up clearing up and homelessness became a fucking breeze for me after like a month and a half of being homeless like every day it just became routine I would work as much as I possibly could make as much money as I could take as much acid and 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 ecstasy as I could drink as much as I could when I could luckily the bar next door two free birds they were just like oh how old are you don't give a fuck as long as you give us free burritos we'll give you shots and I'm like well you got yourself a nice fucking friend and I was there a lot and they gave me lots of alcohol uh, underage alcohol Woo! And it was called Detour. That's not their name anymore. Or it might be. I think, from what I remember, like they extended Detour and they cut it in half and they made half of it Detour and the other half D-V-8. D-V-8. And it was supposed to be like a gay half. It's like, how are you going to have a half regular bar and a half gay bar? That's just a bar. That's literally like... The, the definition of what uh, just a normal bar is. You can't just have like half gay and half regular. That's called segregation. And that's not cool. But, uh, yeah, I ended up working there for a bit. And, uh, you know, I liked it, honestly. I, I, I miss aspects of being homeless, like the freedom, the, uh, the, I don't know, like, once you get used to the trials and tribulations, they just become every day. And so then it was just like this feeling of, like, I'm not afraid. Because most people are like, oh, man, dude, what if I become homeless? This guy's like, I'm already homeless. What could I be afraid of? Like, the most I could be afraid of is, like, you know, that one guy I was talking to, that rapist being like, oh, that guy, done deal, raping him. That was the only thing I worried about sometimes. was like, it was hard to sleep at night sometimes. But I found my spots, you know? I, I, I learned my areas where I can go. I learned where was safe, where was had the least traffic and, like, I found spots in which I could sleep comfortably knowing I wasn't going to get butt-fucked. So it just became like a monotonous thing. I finally saved up enough money, ended up getting back with that crazy fucking slut that fucking, you know, broke up with me and put me in the position with the fucking one-eyed Jamaican and which put me in the position to be homeless. And so I ended up getting back with that bitch and, you know, at an apartment living with like some of her friends and we fought all the fucking time and then one day I was like in the uh, position where I was trying to get promoted to be assistant general manager but I couldn't be late and she was supposed to be on my ride and hey dude I'm still a fucking loser I still don't have a car so at least she did that but this bitch was fighting procrastinating and I was like I can't be late man I can't be late and she was like well then walk and I was like this bitch and so I just sprinted I didn't even wait to argue I didn't wait to beg or like get this ride I was just like 
boom, and I sprinted. I fucking left my apartment, which was like 30 minutes away from Freebirds, and I got there in 13, dude. I was fast as fucking lightning, Lightning McQueen, ka-chow. Wow. It's not funny, man. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, I recorded 30 fucking minutes of this fucking episode earlier, and I had momentum, motherfuckers. I was fucking hitting all the funny jokes. I was doing all the funny voices, and it was all just pouring out of me. It was pouring out of me. And you know, I don't know how I know it was pouring out of me. I'm at 35 minutes, and I was way ahead of where I am now. I had to redo it, dude. Less momentum. The jokes ain't hitting. I was laughing earlier. Well, anyways, yeah, I recorded like 29 minutes earlier and it just deleted. My phone fucking froze and it was just like unable to recover audio. And I was like, fuck, dude, that's momentum. But you know what? I kept my momentum. I left the room. I took a breath. I made my, my, I made my, uh, my, uh, my, my friend, my ex, my friend. She's my friend. She's the only person I'm not going to give you the fucking first name. I'll give everybody else's first name, but I ain't going to embarrass her any more than I have already embarrassed her. (laughs) So I'm going to refer to her as my friend because I don't want to call her my ex. And I don't want to call her by her name because I'm cringy. Anyways, I went out there, hung out with her for a second, but I kept talking kept talking kept talking kept this momentum and now i'm back and that was fucking one minute wasted talking about momentum lost lost momentum talking about lost momentum anyways so ended up getting to a fight ran to fucking freebirds got to work on time let me fucking tell you i fucking got to work clocked in and then this bitch drove to my work to cause some shit we ended up getting to a fight in front of a bunch of people like in front of the whole lobby of people, uh, went to the back of the store. We got into a huge fight outside the back of the store. I ended up like, you know, like I am not proud of my behavior and the way I reacted to situations. Then I was uh, not, not the uh, calm and composed gentleman I am today. <laughs> ended up headbutting the back door of the Freebirds, which is a metal door, so it just like. Goo! echoed through the fucking lobby got customers just like mid bite just like wondering why these people are screaming and I ended up like smashing my guitar in the parking lot in front of a bunch of people it was real humiliating not proud not proud of it so I lost my job I lost my girlfriend. Fuck that fucking bitch. I still, I, she's crazy. She's a crazy bitch. She's been a crazy bitch. She always was a crazy bitch. And she's a crazy bitch to this day. I'm so glad she's not in my life. Anyways, <clears throat> I lost that apartment living with her bitch ass friends. I, I lost everything. And I was already homeless before, but I, now I don't have a job. And a job that accepts me being homeless. So I was lost, man. Ended up deciding to go back to my hometown and I had left my hometown before because I was addicted to drugs like hard drugs uh, speed, crystal, methamphetamines those things it runs rampant in my hometown and I was one of the statistics and and so I left there because of that reason I went back and I broke two two promises to myself 
I was vegetarian and I immediately fucking ate meat. I took a Greyhound from Austin to San Antonio and I sat there with my bags like a fucking fucking runaway and I sat there and I waited for my cousin to come pick me up. My cousin picks me up with my friend Fe- uh, Felix called him Fifi and uh we they, they immediately they're like we're hungry. I'm going to buy a pizza and I was just like cool pizza with my friends this is going to be nice and they open the pizza and it's a meat lover's pizza that bitch was fucking crust to crust full diameter meats and i was just like oh y'all didn't get a cheese one and they looked at me and they said no and smiled they knew what they were doing and frankly i didn't give a fuck because i mean all i ate was bean cheese and fucking chips for like a year and a half so i was just like fuck it and I ate some meat that day. I broke my vegetarianism and I shat water. It came out just as fast as it went in. Uh, but I got used to it and I started eating. And then, what's the fucking other thing? <clears throat> I fucking, yeah, repeating fucking topics that I thought were funny the first time I recorded this. I hate when dudes or chicks who eat meat, they are carnivores, they like meat products, but they also like vegetable products but they like meat products they eat something vegetarian or vegan and they act like it's fucking uh, like devil shit like it's not that bad like just because it doesn't have meat on it doesn't mean it's not good like i feel like people would just like have to fucking prove to everybody i like meat and i want everybody to know that i don't like things that are not meat and i'm just like hey take it fucking easy you know but anyways, I digress. Quit. I uh, got to, got to my hometown. First thing I did was I bought hard drugs. Went on a really bad binger. <clears throat> you know, it was a uh, same as the first binger. You know, six months of two weeks awake, two days sleeping. Two weeks awake, two days sleeping. And you might be thinking, that's impossible. The body can't stay awake for two weeks. Try me, bitch. Try me. If you haven't done speed, which you never should, and you never should do drugs. There's nothing good about fucking speed, and there ain't nothing good about cocaine, especially cocaine. Cocaine sucks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, you, you don't understand what it's like to, like, see the sun go up and the sun go down, and the sun go up and the sun go down, and the sun go up and the sun go down, and it just doesn't feel, like, any different than one day. Like, you don't feel tired at all. But it, it, it's a crazy fucking thing. But, no, your mind and your soul fucking get tired. Like, you start dreaming awake. Like, you start seeing people following you. And, like, that shit's real, dude. Psychosis is real. Like, you need sleep and you need to stay away from drugs. Just letting y'all know. I don't know if Anchor is, like, hyping me up and, like, telling me that I have listeners. But last night, I saw that, like, my, my first episode got, like, seven listens. So if you're actually listening, don't do drugs. And, and and if you're not actually listening and Anchor is hyping me up, hey, Anchor, don't do drugs. Don't do them. But anyways, <clears throat> ended up getting um, a job with a... Uh, a guy named Ray who uh, ran an auto glass business in my hometown and this guy was crazy man like not crazy like in a bad way but like just a character dude like he looked like Ernest from like you know like Ernest 
goes to camp. Ernest scared stupid. If you don't know those movies, go fuck yourself. Ernest is a great fucking series of of feature films. Uh, he looked just like Ernest. Uh, he was a short dude. The reason he wanted me to work for him is because he 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 was developing a muscular sclerosis, which is basically like his feet just forget to tell his brain that they decided to move. So, like, he he thinks that he's telling his fucking foot to move, but he'll take a step, and his foot's just like, nah, bitch, I'm staying back here, and he'll just hit the ground. And sometimes, you know, we had to, like, change windows and 18-wheelers, and hey, you don't want your fucking body to give up on you whenever you're, like, eight feet off the ground. You know, so he needed me as an assistant and as a gentleman and a scholar. I'm just kidding. I'm going to stop saying that <sighs> This is the rest of this episode. Promise. Uh, so I was working with him, and he was paying me like 50 bucks a job. We're doing like four jobs a day. That's 50 That's $200 a day. I mean, that's a lot of fucking money. And I spent it all on drugs. I, I certainly fucking did. But it was fun. It was, it was really cool. I learned to trade. I learned how to, you know, replace and repair fucking windows and cars trucks 18 wheelers homes trailer homes all sorts of things do i remember how to do it no i don't i fucking shit recycled i recycled that data i had to make room for more shit and (laughs) that much room man i got a i got an old sd card in this motherfucker but um this guy started auto glass like in the 80s and he bought this piece of land uh, on the outskirts of my hometown. And he just built it up, man. He started off with a storage unit, like a storage container, like one of those big storage containers that are on like the big boats. Uh, I mean, I don't know, there's probably, everybody knows what a storage container looks like. I feel like I have to describe shit because like, I'm not like, I don't have a, I'm working, I'm like, I'm thinking about how I'm gonna set up like a video so I could do a video podcast, but, like, right now I'm just trying to describe it, like, fucking literature. But anyways, he started off with that, he slept in there, and then he bought, like, a, like, a gutted trailer. And then he, like, cut an end off of that trailer, and then he stuck it to another trailer. And then he, like, matched up two doors to where, like, one open door met up with another open door of a completely different trailer and boom he put those two together and this dude just started making a house out of gutted trailers he was so innovative he was like one of the most innovative red i don't know all rednecks are pretty fucking innovative is that racist did i say a racial slur redneck i think they're proud though they're proud to be rednecks well, hickory fucking dude, da, dude. I don't give a fuck. This dude was innovative as shit. Like, he put, he, he built these houses not only out of, like, a bunch of old gutted trailers with no electricity in them, no plumbing in them, no nothing. I mean, the only really weird thing about it was, like, him and his wife shat in bags, shat and pissed in bags, and, like, threw it in this giant ditch and, like, burned it, like, once a fucking every couple months. It, that was weird, and it was gross, kind of, to think about. But, uh, <clears throat> what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, the innovation of this man. So this dude fucking ended up wiring his entire house, uh, like all these trailers together with like generators and shit like that to where like they worked, man. Like 
You can walk into him and just turn on the lights. Like he had like a fully functioning home made out of old gutted trailers. And then like he had a TV and everything. Like we would go to his house and like drink coffee and eat food. Like he had a little hot plate on top of the counter and shit. And then like watch TV. It was just so weird. It looked just like a normal fucking house on the inside. You felt like you're in a home. You go on the outside, you're just like, this is a fucking Frankenstein house. And then, and then like when you go to the sinks, like uh, he had faucets and stuff like that. But coming from the ceiling is like this like water hose, like from outside. And like you just like turn on the water and get water from the hose. And it was all gravity fed from this water tank. Dude, there's probably some like country folk listening to this. If you are or listening to this and you're just like, yeah, what's what of it? I'll make some fucking gravity irrigation my day. And it was fucking surprising to me, okay? And it was very impressive. Because he said when he bought the land, it was really cheap because it was made of all rock. Like, so, like, you couldn't really install plumbing if you wanted to. Like, because it was just rock as far as the eye can see. So, like, he just did... It's so amazing. Like, I wish I could have bought that fucking land from him. I think he ended up selling it. I tried getting a hold of him, like last year to see if I can work for him and he didn't answer me I don't know if he got a new phone or he just thinks I'm a dick but um yeah that was a crazy cool job he was a really cool guy he taught me a lot uh paid me a lot I liked his chickens I liked his goats I loved his donkeys helped him take care of those I did not like the way he treated his dogs you ever see people just have dogs like just outside it's like dogs that he just like allows dogs to like people who just like think that they could just allow a, a dog to just graze in their backyard with no human interaction just like they're like a toy or something like a self-automated toy it's like fuck you dude like come on dude if you have a dog and you do not want that dog inside to cuddle with you you can go fuck yourself that's called livestock um yeah, he was a really cool guy, and, uh, yeah, I worked with him all the way up until I decided to come back, uh, go back to Austin, but, uh, that's probably a story for another episode. <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking about, like, uh, starting a segment where, like, I kind of talk about, uh, like, misconnections, like, crazy misconnections on, like, Craigslist or like reddit stories and stuff like that and i was going through reddit and i found a whole fucking like thread about funny euthanasia stories and i'm just like how many could there fucking be like even if like if it's not your grandma it's like a dog or something like i actually wait wait wait. i have heard one story i heard one story like this person took their dog to get put down but instead of the death juice they fucking just gave them electrolytes so like they're there holding their dog's hand and the dog is just getting hyper and hyper and like fucking energized the dog probably felt better than it ever did in its entire life moments before its owners fucking killed him That suck. It's like right before you see your sick dog. You're like, his dog is so frail. This has been fading away. And you finally made the decision to take him to the vet and get him put to sleep. And then all of a sudden, you just see him hopping up and down, fucking full of electrolytes, fucking dancing and shit. And then all of a sudden, he gets tired again. And then you got to give him the real stuff and he goes to sleep forever. It's like, okay, I guess there are funny euthanasia fucking stories, but I just thought that it was crazy that there was a whole fucking thread about it. I'm like, how many people fucking took their loved one to go 
get put down and we're just like this is funny I'm gonna put this on reddit well I think I'm gonna call it a night I'm in the closet in the bedroom and my uh, friend (laughs) sleeps in the bedroom so I'm kind of keeping her from sleeping so if you uh, have any suggestions for topics I can talk about questions for me or you just want to I don't know talk shit you can hit me up on my email it's mindlessofficial at gmail.com you can uh, find me on Instagram at mindlessofficial and Twitter I'm mindlessofficial at mindlessofficia which is official without the L I don't know I think I ran out of space but you'll figure it out I'll put all the uh, contact information in the bio on Spotify all right Good night.